Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that makes shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers. Today's Stranger Shoes episode is the first of a new series of episodes that we will refer to as Quick Strike Episodes, to borrow a well-known sneaker term. In these episodes, we discuss current and hyped shoe releases, collaborations, or any other shoe-related news or topics trending at the particular time. No script, no research, just our raw thoughts and reactions. Think of it as a fun eavesdropping session on our conversation. Now, before this intro turns into a never-ending story, let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome everybody to today's special Quick Strike episode. And I am totally excited for our conversation today, Nick. We're going to talk Stranger Things. We're going to talk shoes. What better combo could you have? (laughs) I love them both. I'm super psyched. Right. And so for those of you that have been hiding under a rock the last few years, Stranger Things is a totally awesome kind of sci-fi slash nostalgic uh, TV show that is on Netflix. And I don't really want to give too much away, but I will say as a disclaimer, spoiler alert, we may or may not get into some spoilers of season three. I don't know. Uh, This conversation today is totally unscripted, so I'm super excited for it and we'll see how it goes. But uh, today we wanted to talk about the Nike Stranger Things collaboration pack that has come out. And it's actually, I say pack, but it's actually several different, um, some people call them capsules or packs or um, collections. But Nike has done this really cool collaboration with uh, the folks over at Netflix and Stranger Things. And we're just going to kind of talk about our reactions to that, what we think. Let's get into it. So, you know, Nick, I think uh, I think we should start with a little bit of background of the collaboration. And basically, the first that I had heard about that Nike was going to do a Stranger Things collab. It was back in the beginning of June. And I think it was actually pretty close to when Nike dropped their first kind of viral marketing component for this. Um, so supposedly, I think it was on June 10th, Nike dropped kind of a cryptic tweet on Twitter. And with that tweet, they included a little video clip. And basically, the tweet read, 
we acknowledge that several shipments from 1985 have gone missing. Please call, and then they give a number, uh, 1-800-561-1985 with any info. And what's neat is you could actually call that number, and I will admit I called it. And basically what happens when you call that number is you get a pre-recorded message from Nike. And it's basically, you know, I, I can't remember for sure. Um, I'll, I'll splice the clip into this episode so people can hear it. Here it is. Hello, you have reached Nike Incorporated. We so appreciate your business. If you know your party's extension, please dial it Jim, we spoke the other day. Uh, we have some news on your missing shipments. How? Those have been missing since 1985. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised the things we find in this department. Anyway, we found it, and we believe, well, there's something uh, supernatural about it. Supernatural? Yeah. How do you know if something's... Well, that's classified, but what I can tell you is that from what we can tell, it's moving west. And pretty quickly. It's moving west? Yes, west. Can you meet me down at the site on June 12th? Yes. You okay with GPS coordinates? That's fine. All right, get a pen, because I can only say this one. It's latitude 34.04031, longitude minus 118.26688. Got it. Latitude 34.04031. So yeah, as you just heard, basically you have this kind of pre-recorded message from a guy from Nike saying, you know, you've reached Nike and blah, 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 blah. And then it kind of cuts out with some radio static. Then we hear what seems to be a classified call between Laura from Nike and a guy named Jim, who I'm assuming Jim is supposed to be like a government agent or something like that. And Jim, as you guys heard, he said he's found a lost shoe shipment from 1985 and that there's something supernatural about it. Um, and then Jim goes on to ask Laura if she can meet him on Wednesday, June 12th. And then he gives like a very specific latitude and longitude coordinates. And those coordinates take you to 621 West Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. It's actually near the Staples Center. And I wish I could have, I'm all about that type of thing. Like it, it kind of has a geocaching feel to me. Um, if I lived in LA, I would have been all over that. But supposedly people that went to that location on June 12th, like what was mentioned in the voicemail, there was like a, um, I don't know if they staged, like it looked like it was like a pop-up store basically. Um, you know, like a, where people could get their hands on some early examples of the collaboration that Nike did with Stranger Things. There were some shoes, I believe there were some clothes, like some shirts and things like that. Yeah. Is that the place where, uh, and I don't know if it was photoshopped or not, but I saw some pictures of a pop-up for Stranger Things. It was like it had an upside down Nike sign on the front of the pop-up. That that I don't I know get, for sure. That I couldn't tell if that it. was I was gonna say I couldn't tell if that was photoshopped or not, but um that might have been the pop-up that was on 
uh, Pico Boulevard with the upside down uh, Nike sign, but it looked pretty cool either way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I bet you're right. I bet that's it. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention too. So in that viral tweet, you know, where where uh, Nike gives the number to call and they have that video clip, basically the video clip, it kind of looks like security camera footage of a Nike box truck from the 1980s. And as far as I can tell, it looks like the truck is driving through like an alleyway or maybe a parking lot or something like that. I'm going to assume it's the same parking lot where those coordinates were. Oh, and the coordinates, um, you know, so that that address I was talking about, it actually takes or it took people, I believe, to a, an empty parking lot where the pop up was. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, so the video just shows this truck kind of driving in a parking lot. And then you just see kind of like visual static. And then the video just kind of cuts out after that. I'll say what you will about Nike, but they are marketing geniuses, <laughs> right? They know how to, they know how to, uh, promote the hype. They know how to generate excitement, like right. whether no it be, other brand, <laughs> whether it be ruffling feathers, like what they did with the Colin Kaepernick ad last right? year, yep. or whether it be even just creating kind of hype and intrigue, like what they did with this particular collaboration that we're talking about. Right. Yeah, they they know who they're they know who they're talking to and they play to that for sure. Yeah. So basically that was I, I saw that tweet and I think I saw it I don't know if I saw it on the day it released on like, you know, June tenth, but I wanna say it was just maybe a day or two later that I noticed that on my Twitter feed. And I was definitely sucked in. I, I put two and two together pretty quickly that it was a Stranger Things, some sort of collaboration, even though they didn't say it outright. Um, you know, just because of the timing and and just kind of the elements of how they did the this viral campaign. But what Nike did after that, well, I mean, I don't know if they did any other I'm not marketing sure. components. Um, that was um, the main one that I remember. It was that tweet with the video and the phone number people could call, which again, so, super cool, super creative. On and this part. this release was for. Because when it's all said and done, um, like we'll get to later, it looks like Nike ultimately will end up having three different packs of Stranger Thing uh, collaborations, whether it's, you know, shoes, apparel, whatever. But this initial one was just the first pack, correct? The Hawkins High? Right. Yeah. So this is a kind of another interesting part of how Nike kind of rolled out this collaboration instead of just dumping the whole collab out at one time they've kind of uh, released it in chunks. So like what you said, Nick, the first pack or capsule or whatever you want to call it, they came out with is called the Hawkins High Pack. And what they're referring to with that Hawkins High, as those of you that have watched the show know, that is the fictional high school in Hawkins where characters such as Nancy and Jonathan and who could forget Steve and I think Billy maybe during season two, Mm-hmm. I think I think Billy was still in high school at that point. That's the high school where they all went. And the Hawkins school colors are green and orange, of course, and they're the Hawkins Tigers. So what Nike did for this first drop in the collaboration is all of their shoes kind of have elements of green and orange. And they have the Hawkins High School, like they have a patch with a tiger on it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember when that came out officially? It was um it was in June. I don't remember the specific date. It might have been like June twelfth, or oh no, so June twelfth. Oh no, it you know it was it was near the end of June. I remember it was close to our brother 
Todd's birthday. Um, I think it was actually June 27th, June 27th that the Hawkins High Collection officially released. Gotcha. And they released three shoe models. So they released and all classic models, which goes perfectly along with the nostalgia of the show. Again, for those of you that have watched the show, dripping with 1980s nostalgia. They do such a good job with that. And both you and I, Nick, being 80s babies, I know that I sure appreciate the nostalgia, um, you know, and just the attention to detail that Stranger Things does. And so I also appreciate these particular models that Nike chose. And I'm assuming all three of these models would have been around back in 1985. Yeah, they were. I mean, the Tailwinds are 79 and we know the Cortezes had been around by the 80s. They'd already been around for a couple of decades almost, or at least a decade. And then as well as the Blazers, I believe the the Blazers came about in the 70s as well. So I think you're right. And they came out with these three models of shoes, and then they also came out with some matching apparel. I think they had, what, T-shirts, maybe some sweats, like some tracksuit or something, um, some hats, I think, maybe. But honestly, being a shoe guy, like I was not and still am not super interested in the clothing component of it. I'm all about the shoes, of course. Now, Nick, of this first pack that came out, first of all, did you actually like any of the shoes? And if so, what would you consider would probably be your favorite ones? Uh, Honestly, as far as what I would actually wear, I love... um, the green tailwinds with the orange swoosh on the side. Uh, they've got a white midsole. I think from the three of these of these first uh, releases, I like this one the most. I think I agree with you. There's just something about that green shoe with the orange swoosh that just pops. It just looks so neat. And I actually was able to get a pair of those. Um, Still haven't worn them yet, <laughs> but I probably will hopefully one day. One day. <laughs> one one day. day. We'll see. As you well know, with my shoes in my collection, it's very tough for me to, um, as sneakerheads like to call it, undead stock them or undes them, <laughs> especially when they're so cool. But um, what I liked about the Tailwinds is the fact that the whole shoe is green. I believe both the Cortezes and the Blazer Mids, which were the other two shoe models that came out, they were, I think white was the primary was the primary color, and then they had hits of orange and green. But I appreciated the fact that the Tailwinds were all green with an orange swoosh. And you know what's cool, Nick? I don't know if you knew this, but at least on the Tailwinds, and I think maybe on all three of these shoes in the Hawkins High Pack, there's actually a reflective outline of the swoosh, which I didn't know that at first. So like if you obviously if you go in like a dark room or something, or if you shine a little bit of light, you'll just see the outline of the swoosh kind of reflecting with like a 3M oh. reflection. You can material. even see that if you if you don't have a pair of the shoes yourself, if you look closely at a picture of the shoes, you can see it's like a little a gray really thin line of reflective material outlining the swoosh. Yep. And what's interesting to me, and we'll talk about these other two packs that released later on none of the other two packs have that reflective that 3m element to the swoosh it, it's just the hawkins high pack and i don't know i'm trying to think if that little detail kind of ties in with stranger things at all i don't know i, I think it's a really cool little touch though you know it's just one of those little things that nike didn't have to do but the fact that they 
did do that. I just think it makes those shoes even more impressive and it just makes them all the more fun. Love it. So these ones, so the Hawkins high pack was the first pack. And yep. like June we mentioned, 27th, I'm pretty positive they came out and, June 27th. And just to clarify, all three of the packs have the same models of shoes. They're just coming in different colorways with different special features. So all three packs that we're going to talk about, including this Hawkins high have the Cortez, the 79 tailwind and the blazer. So the second pack that released, um, which was in July, I believe. Yeah, July 12th. Is the OG pack. But you'd mentioned there was kind of another another name that it goes by. Yeah, I believe at least when I first heard of this second pack coming out, I heard a lot of people just on the forums and just where I like to, to browse online for shoes. A lot of people were referring to it as the Independence Day pack or the 4th of July pack. And again, spoiler alert, (laughs) but in the third season, a big part of the plot takes place during this big 4th of July carnival that they are holding in Hawkins. Well, and the third season, was it not released on the 4th of July this year? I think so, yeah. yeah. And so with that said, a lot of people, me included, actually thought that this second pack would come out on the 4th of July. And the funny thing is I could have sworn that on my sneakers app, it had a different date other than July 12th. Like I think it might've been the fourth, but for whatever reason, Nike pushed it back about a week to the 12th. Well, I'm sure they knew exactly what they were doing. (laughs) I'm sure they did. So what's your favorite one out of this pack? Why don't you describe? So in this pack, you have the Cortezes, which are predominantly red with a white midsole, a white swoosh. You've got the uh, mid-top or high-top blazers that are predominantly blue with a white swoosh, Mm -hmm. some white accent. And then you have these tailwinds, which are kind of that sail cream color. They've got a couple of different textures going on with a red swoosh, some blue lining on the insole, some red accents on the outside. What's your favorite out of these ones? I would have to say both the color combination as well as the model itself i'm gonna to have to go with the tailwind again uh you know the tailwind was for me at least pretty far and away my favorite model for the hawkins high pack i think i like the tailwind the best for this og pack or this independence day pack as well and again they i think the i love that cell color you know it's a it, being that the shoes came out on the fourth of july I think the Tailwind definitely is the most summer-ready shoe that people can wear. It's very summerish, being a white or kind of a lighter-colored shoe. Mm-hmm. And I think that the red and the the blue accents just pop on that with that white background or that cell-colored background. And I love how you have like the heel and the toe are more of a smooth texture, and then the the swoosh is set against um, you know texture. It almost looks like corduroy or it's some sort of ribbed. Um, I don't know if it's canvas or whatever, but yeah, just the the combination of different textures as well. It just makes it a much more interesting shoe in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And another little detail on the, and I I would have to pull up pictures of the other two models, but on the tailwind, on the heel tabs in the back, on the outer part of the heel tab, it says 1985, which is the year during which the third season takes place. So it says, I think it says 19 or it says 1-9 on the left shoe and then 8-5 on the right shoe. 
again, kind of a fun little nod to the show. One thing I did fail to mention, these shoes on their tongues of the shoes, uh, they have the Stranger Things logo, which is pretty neat. Love it. Yeah, it's little Easter eggs all over the place. And I'm sure we're not even capturing all of them because um, at least I have not been able to get my hands on any of the models yet from these packs. And But I'm sure if you're able to get a pair in hand and actually had time to examine them, there's probably lots of little um, details and things like that that can't be totally appreciated just by, you know, looking at pictures and zooming in on them. <laughs> right. And then that leaves us with, in my opinion, the best of the collaboration. And that's the third and as of yet released. In other words, it has not come out yet pack. And this pack is called the Star Court Mall Pack, or as many people online are referring it as the Upside Down Pack. When this episode is being listened to by all of you listeners, this pack actually will have released on August 13th. So it's already released. And so chances are (laughs) at this point, there's probably no chance that you're going to be able to pick this up at retail. One little footnote, Nick, I might want to add with that. So as I was getting hyped up for this release coming out on August 13th, and we'll, we'll go into the shoes and what they look like in just a minute. But as far as I can tell, it looks like it's just a Europe Asia release. If you notice that the specific retailers that it's even being released, it's all overseas retailers, like based out of Europe or based out of Asia. And you'll also notice that the release time is CET, which stands for Central Europe Time. Mm -hmm. So I can only assume that there will be a general U.S. release that, for whatever reason, has, has yet to be announced. So for all the all of you guys that are listening in the U.S., I'm not sure, and this is us included, me, Nick and myself included, I don't know how hard or how easy it'll be for us to get a hold of these on the 13th, being as that they're a Europe release and it's kind of happening on Europe time and, and over overseas and, and stores over there in Europe and Asia. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But that aside... <laughs> You know, we're waiting with bated breath for when the U.S. release happens. So this this pack is my favorite. And the reason being is because, and again, Nike knows what they're doing. I'm sure that they saved the best for last on purpose. You can tell that they definitely spent the most time putting little Easter eggs and details into these shoes that relate back to the show. So the shoe itself looks pretty, I would, wouldn't you agree, Nick? It looks pretty unremarkable kind of at first glance, or I don't know if unremarkable is the right term. It's it's very subtle, very understated. Very I think subtle, that's a better very way to put it. Simple, very clean. It's just mostly white with, um, you know, that sail color again. Yeah. Right. And but like, it's, it's monochromatic all, on the, yeah. yeah, I love it though. It looks, also, looks really sharp in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Well, and then it, what's really cool about it is so you have this sail color, this monochromatic color all over the shoe, but then on the tongue, it has the Stranger – it's not just that it has the Stranger Things logo, but it's the actual colors of the Stranger Things logo. So it's the black background with the writing in red, which I just think that looks so sharp really against pops. that neutral cell color. Yeah, oh, yeah, it really does. But, folks, that is just what we see on the surface. <laughs> this shoe is so cool. I am so geeked about this shoe. So for starters – 
if you look inside of the shoe and you look at the insoles, one of the insoles says, Susie, do you copy? And again, for those of you that have seen season three, you know that that is a well-known line from Dustin. And on the other side of the insole, it kind of shows, what would you say, Nick? It kind of looks like a blueprint for that Russian machine that was underneath the Starcourt Mall that they're using to try to, to breach, you know, or to get right. into the, into right. the upside down. Um, well, yeah, whatever they were using. Yeah. To open the gate or the portal. Exactly. Um, whatever. But did you know, and I didn't know this at first, if you actually take those insoles out underneath the insoles, it has that code. Do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember that code that Dustin and Steve and what was her name? Uh, not Robin. I can't remember. What was, uh, the girl that he was working with um, in, in Scoops Ahoy. Um, yeah, I think it was Robin. I'm pretty sure it was Robin. But that code, that Russian code they're trying to decrypt, it actually has the code. And on one shoot, it has it in the Russian, like the Cyrillic Russian script, which looks so cool. And then it has it in English on the other, on the other shoe. And that's just the start of the Easter eggs. In my opinion... The best Easter egg, and I don't know, Nick, if you want to talk about this at all. Um, well, we haven't even touched that yet. <laughs> I love this Easter egg; it's amazing. I would say there's one huge, glaring mistake about it, but that's okay. okay. It's still, like you said, they definitely save the best for last. So, with this, you can actually go underneath the surface of the shoe. You can tear away that outer layer did you say you can burn it away right in fact in my opinion if you burn it it would probably look even cooler due to kind of the burnt little edges and fraying that would happen but yeah you can burn it i think you know obviously if you can burn it i think you can rub it or or whatever and yeah when you burn it or rub it or tear it away it basically reveals a layer underneath that represents the upside down from the show and I mean, from first glance, it really has a look that looks like a sort of like a almost a speckled denim look. Um, yeah, kind of like a dark. Underneath. Would you call it like a dark navy color? That's seems like it's like a very right. dark blue. And then the white, kind of denim. the white heel um, where it has just in red font where it says Nike. When you rub that off, it reveals similar to what's on the tongue a black, it reveals a black patch that has the red uh, Stranger Things logo on the bla- on the black background. Um, so that's pretty cool. So <laughs> because it almost pains me too much to talk about it, Jared, do you want to say the one thing that they, sh- <laughs> they should have done okay. with this third pack? They Obviously, because we are such a big shoe podcast, I know that we have clout in the shoe world, and so I'm sure Nike is going to be listening with bated breath to what I'm about to say. As always. As always, of course. But Nike, guys, really? You guys missed out on such an easy and cool opportunity here. And and I can't help but think that when their creative team was around the boardroom table coming up with ideas, they had to have thought of this. but. I don't know. Anyways, how cool would that have been if 
the shoe had an upside down swoosh, but not just an upside down swoosh. I mean, it's right side up, of course, on the kind of the sail colored outer. But when you either burn or rub away that outer, how cool would that be if that dark denim layer or, you know, the upside down version of the shoe, if the swoosh were also upside down? Right. I mean, and maybe who knows, Nick? I mean, maybe it's a logistics thing. You know, maybe somehow logistically it would have been difficult for them to to produce them like that or to manufacture them. I, I don't know. But in my opinion, that that was such a missed opportunity by Nike. It's like, it's not just that these are Stranger Things shoes, but this particular pack in the collaboration is focused on the upside down, more so than the Hawkins High pack, more so than the OG or the Independence Day pack. Like this is the upside down pack. Right. And it's right I set up. And it's still right side up. Like, I think if that swoosh that, you know, that you would burn away, like if, if the one underneath were upside down, I mean, those shoes, it, it, the shoes are already so cool as they are. I think that would have just bumped them up totally to the next level to the fact that, I mean, I think the shoes are going to sell out instantly as they are, but had they done an upside down swoosh with just how rare and how unique that is, because Nike, they don't mess around with their logo as we know too much. In fact, you know, the Travis Scott, kind of backwards swoosh i don't think that's technically the first time they've even done that but it's unique enough that people love it with the cactus jack jordans but for for them to have done it upside down like that would have been just so rare that i think that alone would have like just driven the the hype for the shoe oh my gosh but i mean over the top like to fever pitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so missed opportunity nike i mean not that you're like not going to make millions upon millions on these anyways, but um, no, but I mean, regardless though, the shoes themselves are still amazing. And honestly, you know, I personally, if I, if I end up getting a pair of any of the three models in this upside down pack, I don't think I would rub off the outer layer primarily because I like the look of just the monochromatic sail better than the uh, blue upside down color that they have going on there. Um, right. I like the and look of the sail, and I think of all three of these um, and I'd love to hear what your favorite one is out of these ones. But for this version, I might just looking at them, even with the outer layer rubbed off, I might have to switch it up and go with the blazer on this one um yeah you know in all fairness the blazer what i like about the blazer is it has a pretty big hit of i think gray at kind of the top of the hill tab yeah like it's still monochromatic and it's still kind of that sail color all over but unlike the other two models the low top models the cortez and the tailwind yep it's got a hit. I believe gray. that has like a. It's like got a hit of gray, which makes it a little more interesting, I suppose. Right. Well, and with the yeah, and and when it is um when the outer layer is rubbed off, I personally like, like, I would still as far as just wearability, I could still roll with the blazer even with that outer. Like I think it looks the best with that outer layer rubbed off. I think the other two, um, the Cortez and the Tailwind, they look okay with that layer rubbed off, but not, I don't think they pull it off as well as the blazer does. Yeah. Speaking of the Cortez, I will say this, and I hope I don't offend too many people out there, but I have never liked the Cortezes. I just think they look too round and kind of bubbly 
And like, I get it. They're super iconic. You know, I, I want to say George Costanza pretty much put them on the on the map for people as far as kind of bringing them to mainstream, you know, people liking them. But I could actually rock these particular Cortezes in this particular pack. And it, it's mainly just because the, the, those colors, like you said, they're so cool. Kind of that monochromatic cell color with the white is so clean and so fresh. And then, of course, if you burn it off, it kind of has that interesting dark denim layer underneath. As far as my favorite, though, goes, kind of back to your original thing, I'm going to have to go with a hot new take on this and say that uh, I would go with the Tailwind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do like the Blazers a lot. And and the Blazers are a close, close second for me. And the Cortez would still be my third choice. But... I think for me, maybe it's just kind of that overall style of the shoe itself, regardless of what colorway they are. I, I think the Tailwind is just such a great style to wear in the summertime. You know, just strap, put them on your feet, make sure you have some good no-show socks on, and you could rock those all day long with some great shorts and a t-shirt. And that w- it would just look amazing. So, I agree. But, but I think the same could be said of those other two models, of the Blazers or the Cortez. I think they would all look amazing, however you would want to wear them. Yep. And again, so these ones are dropping on August 13th, correct? August 13th. And again, as far as I can tell from the little bit of kind of research I've done, I think it's just a Europe-Asia release, unfortunately. That doesn't mean that us here in the U.S. can't maybe try to somehow get them, but I'm, I can only assume, and funnily enough, I actually can't find any news about a U.S. release, but why would they release it in Europe and Asia and not in the U.S.? To me, that would make zero sense. So I can only assume and hope that there will be a U.S. release coming up. But until or unless we hear that, I will probably try. I don't know how, but I, I still might try on the 13th, you know, stay up to 1 a.m. or whenever it drops. Yeah. Here oh, Mountain hey. Standard Time and, and see if I can't get a pair. Um, tell, talk a little bit about the... Uh the paper that these shoes come wrapped in. Oh yeah. I totally forgot about that. So we're talking about (laughs) your green tailwinds came with a cool paper. And then these ones, obviously this uh, upside down pack comes. Yes. I'm I'm imagining the OG pack did as well. I just don't know offhand what it comes. And again, don't, don't quote me on this, but I think, I think the OG pack and the Hawkins high pack both had the same tissue or the same, I don't know what you call it, like wrapping paper that, that the shoes are wrapped around. So what it was, it, it's like a front page of the Hawkins, of the local Hawkins newspaper. And it's cool. They actually have articles on there that you can read, articles that talk about the upcoming 4th of July carnival and, and just different things going on in Hawkins, Indiana. And I mean, what a cool touch. And and they also come with collector's pins. All of these packs come with collector's pins, which is pretty sweet. I'm not a big pin collector, but it's it's again, it's just a nice little extra touch that Nike didn't have to do, but they did. And it just makes the overall experience of getting these shoes even more fun, I think. So those are the first two packs. It comes with like a they're wrapped in like a, a front page of, of the Hawkins newspaper. The wrapping paper or the tissue paper for this upcoming Starcourt Mall pack it actually has what it is or what it's supposed to look like is a blueprint of the Starcourt mall itself, which again, ties in perfectly with the overall thematic elements of this particular pack being the upside down being the Starcourt mall. And I think that'll be 
pretty sweet to see. Yeah. And I just think it's so cool because ultimately it's like, does Nike do this because, you know, of, of course they know that this will help the shoes make more money, but man, what a fun experience though. You know, just like the same as any special touches that would be put on a collector's car or, you know, a piece of art, whatever, like whatever someone likes to collect, a lot of the fun of the collecting is the experience of of acquiring that piece of your collection. And I think with these Stranger Things shoes, just the whole consumer experience is it's really off the charts. Um, like I said, regardless of how you feel about Nike, you can't deny like they really know how to just generate a really cool and fun experience um, just from buying shoes. <laughs> I think that's really, I mean, they're one of the only ones to do it. So again, you know, whatever your opinion might be of Nike, I think you just have to appreciate the time and the effort and the thought that goes into the whole experience with these shoes. Right. Whether it be from the marketing angle or even the shoes themselves and just the the care that they took to put in these little ex- Dad's, 